Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects. 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this evening, tonight, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world as we broadcast on TalkStream Live, the Paranormal Radio app, and our home exclusive network, The Fringe FM, their website, Fringe, F-R-I-N-G-E.fm. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. On our website, you'll find our full list of shows. If you listen to part of the show and you can't listen to the rest of it because of the time that it airs, if you'd like to listen at a more convenient time, you can subscribe to our archive. Even if you're not a subscriber, there's a lot of free shows on the website, but subscribers help support this show and help keep us on air Monday through Friday. You also allow us to do all the research so that we can put these shows together, many of which I know from getting emails from people all over the world are very, very helpful and very practical. It's not just entertainment, and I take pride in the work that I do here, and I'm very honored that whether you're in, you're in New Zealand or Australia or Mexico, it doesn't really matter. You listen to this show and you take something out of it. And I really, really appreciate that. And I really feel honored every day that I wake up and I go to bed knowing that uh, this is something that I created, but it's also something that you've created. And uh, working together over the years with listeners all over the world, we've really built something special. So I thank you for that sincerely from the bottom middle and top of my heart and soul. Thank you so much. If you'd like to contact the show, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Also, when you do subscribe to the show, we're doing the free book with the yearly subscription. So just contact me if you have any questions about that. It's one year archive access to the shows, the montages, the digital books, and a physical copy of one of the books. It's free shipping in the U.S. Or just check out the books on the website again, www.thesecretteachings.info. And that is where you'll also find our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters and U.S. Plus Health. Check them out today, another way to support The Secret Teachings. I feel incredibly vindicated. I haven't felt vindicated like this for some time now. But I was uh, looking over some of my recent documents that I've printed out, and I realized a pattern. I realized a trend, and that is virtually everything that we have said on the secret teachings in the last two years has turned out to be correct. And it's not because we have a crystal ball and we're practicing crystallomancy. It's not because I'm reading tarot cards. It's not because I'm jacked into the subconscious or jacked into some synchromystic uh, underlying stream of, of, of time 
and consciousness and awareness where there is no past, present, or future. Just because there are things that are sometimes obscure, there are sometimes things that are muddied, but a lot of the times we use common sense and it helps us to identify what's really going on. I'll give you an example of this. Our education system has failed terribly, dramatically, catastrophically in educating children about things that actually matter and that pertain to their everyday lives. Our classes in high school, and I mean not just yours but mine, our classes, the classes that I took, taught me very, very, very little about the way in which a constitutional republic operates. Now, I know if you're listening around the world, you might live in a totally different country, but I think this is still applicable to you. My civics classes taught me virtually nothing. All I learned was that there were three branches of government, judicial, legislative, and executive. I learned that the legislative branch had uh, two houses, a Senate and a Congress, and that uh, you know there were elections every couple of years. That's really all that I learned. And although I was really, really fascinated with anything pertaining to history, and I didn't do very well at all in any of my other classes, I didn't really learn a lot. And, uh, you know, I've talked to people who have, you know, know, they went to school and they learned more than that. Um, But generally speaking, I think that I'm probably in the majority uh, in terms of what I was taught in high school. I, I also went to high school in West Virginia, and they don't have a really great you know, educational system there, but I didn't really learn a lot. But over the years, as I developed an interest in more and more things, I started to learn, and I realized, you know, uh, there was a lot in school that maybe it's not that it was it wasn't taught intentionally. I don't believe that. I just think that it, it wasn't a necessity. For example, there is one legislative body in the United States, and our Constitution grants that body legislative powers. And it's that simple. It's that clean, clear, and cut. And there's no arguing. There's no debating. And and it ends right there. But see, if you don't teach kids that, then they have no idea. Article 1 of the United States Constitution, Section 1, all legislative powers... Herein granted shall be vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and House of Representatives. That's it. Article 1, Section 1, all legislative powers. So, over the last year, when I've told people repeatedly, when I've told people consistently, when I've told people with frustration The Centers for Disease Control is a federal agency. They have zero authority in issuing what people perceive as laws or legislation. They are not a legislative body. Now, I know that most of you probably know that, especially if you're proud Americans or you're ex-military, you're probably aware that the CDC does not have the authority to legislate. They're not a legislative body. They are a federal agency that provides recommendations. 
to policymakers who make the policy and, if needed, make the law. That's as simple as it can be because that's as simple as it is. Over the last two years, not two weeks, over the last two years, we have seen nothing but an avalanche of authoritative dictates and directives from the Centers for Disease Control, which receives a tremendous amount of funding from groups like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Bias much? Conflict of interest much? But here's the good news. Despite all that we've seen, on August 26th, the end of last week, the Supreme Court of the United States, you know, the other branch of government, there are three, and they perform checks and balances on each other to make sure, like individual states act, like the, the, the hull of a ship that's built into sections in case one part of the hull is breached, the whole ship isn't compromised. There are three branches of government. There are multiple states. If one state falls to authoritative tyranny like New York or California, you can still go to Florida. You can still go to, you know, Arkansas, Alabama, New Mexico, which isn't not really that great, but it's better than California and New York. You can go other places and the whole ship doesn't sink. August 26th, the Supreme Court strikes down the Biden eviction moratorium. I don't know if you heard about this, but this is a huge decision. The Supreme Court struck down the Biden administration's eviction moratorium in a 6-3 decision last Thursday. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued the moratorium earlier this month. Obviously, a moratorium is not a law, but people think it's a law, which is astounding to me. But, you know, nevertheless, the CDC issued the moratorium, the temporary prohibition of an activity. It's not a law. They issued it in early August to cover counties with high or substantial coronavirus spread, which as of Wednesday of last week included the vast majority of counties in the United States. However, the majority in the Supreme Court held that the statute the CDC cited when implementing the moratorium because they have to be given authority by legislation so that they have the power to issue the temporary prohibition of an activity, i.e. moratorium. And if they don't have the authority, they can't do it. So the majority in the Supreme Court ruled that the statute the CDC cited when implementing the moratorium, Section 361A of the Public Health Service Act, does not grant the CDC authority to halt evictions. I know that a lot of you also feel, and I know that a lot of my friends, close friends, feel that the system is completely, wholly, and totally corrupt, and that there's no point in working within the system. And we've interviewed people before who say it's pointless to work within the legal system. I mean, even our friend Jordan Maxwell says it's all a big game. These are courts, and they've got you by the balls. But when it's operated properly, morally, ethically, virtuously, then it works to the benefit of the people. 
And I've thought perhaps part of the reason that so many people feel as a result of, of what could probably be boiled down to raw propaganda, people feel that the system is holy and, 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 and completely corrupt is because no one in power wants the people to recognize the power that they have within the system that they retain if they choose to retain it. The CDC, listen to that, the CDC has no legislative power. They receive their power from legislation. They were citing 361A, Section 361A of the Public Health Service Act, which the Supreme Court just ruled last week. It's a done deal. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to that the CDC has no authority to halt evictions. That's it. Here is the Supreme Court of the United States ruling. This is part of the the document. You can find it online. The district court produced a comprehensive opinion concluding that the statute on which the CDC relies does not grant it the authority it claims. That is a major, monumental story. Please share that with your friends and family who think that when the CDC says you should do something, it's the same as telling you do it or you go to jail. The CDC is not a legislative body. The CDC has no power under Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution. The Supreme Court just ruled that the CDC has no power even under the statute and the law that they cited. Why did some judges say that the CDC had that power. Well, the system is not free of corruption. Those opinions of those judges may have been slightly different in terms of how they perceived the law. Perhaps they believed that coronavirus was so bad that it doesn't matter what the law is. I don't know what those other judges thought. What I do know is BBC presenter Lisa Shaw died of COVID vaccine complications, according to the coroner. August 26th, The Guardian reports, an award-winning BBC radio presenter died as a result of complications from the AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine, a coroner has concluded. Lisa Shaw, who worked for BBC Radio Newscastle, died at the city's Royal Victoria Infirmary in May, a little more than three weeks after her first dose of the vaccine developed by academics at the University of Oxford. Oh, they're at Oxford, so they must know what they're doing. Shaw was 44 years old, admitted to the hospital after doctors investigating her complaints of headaches found she had suffered a brain hemorrhage. Don't worry, I just read through the Comirnaty insert for the Pfizer quote-unquote approved vaccine. Can't be too approved because they're still allowing other vaccines that are emergency youth authorization to remain on the market, which they should be pulling based on the law. But I read that insert and it said, don't worry, headaches are just one of the side effects. Well, Lisa Shaw had a headache. She had a brain hemorrhage. Lisa Shaw died. If so many prominent people in media, former athletes, celebrities are dying of a vaccine, you know it's affecting the general public because that's a small statistic of the population otherwise. 
Tonight, I'm going to break it all down, including how Australia has just redefined how they classify COVID deaths. The NSW Health is switching to recording deaths with COVID instead of from COVID. That is a huge detrimental blow to the mainstream narrative. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though. 
but a false prophet who will be crowned the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on the Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on the Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings radio broadcast, broadcasting around the world five nights a week. I thank you for tuning in this evening. The Supreme Court of the United States of America, the Constitutional Republic with democratic principles that we live in, is really a wonderful thing. Even if sometimes there are morally reprehensible decisions made by the Supreme Court or by legislative bodies or the executive branch, the system of checks and balances virtually guarantees that we are preserved from perhaps the greatest evil, total authoritarian dictatorial control by a centralized Politburo-like authority. The Supreme Court of the United States last week, late August decided in a 6-3 decision that the Centers for Disease Control, and I could have told you this having never gone to law school, has zero authority in mandating and issuing whatever people want to call it, but in ordering a moratorium for halting evictions. The majority of the Supreme Court ruled that the CDC, inciting Section 361A of the Public Health Service Act does not have the authority to halt evictions. And, uh, my God, I, I really probably should just say this out loud, get it off my chest, but sometimes I can be a little bit crass. Maybe you've noticed. And uh, feel a little bit sorry for my fiancé, Hope, because she has to listen to me rant about this kind of stuff. And I... um. You know, and I even show my friend Jack this kind of thing, and he says, you know, he doesn't trust the legal system at all, but we should trust the system to some degree. And I think there's been a concerted effort to make us feel as if the system is so wholly corrupt, there's no point in even attempting to save it or being a part of it. And I think that is another way to strip us of our power and break further what remains of the social construct. But I remember when I heard that the CDC was issuing a moratorium, they were demanding it, issuing it like an emperor, like a king. I said, the CDC doesn't have the power to do that. How are they getting away with it? Well, this is really important. The Supreme Court said the CDC doesn't have that authority. The CDC issues recommendations. They are not a legislative body. Congress is the legislative body. The Senate and the House of Representatives, or some people call them the Senate and the House, or the Senate and the Congress. Congress is the Senate and the House of Representatives, Section 1, Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution. 
they have legislative power, not the 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 the, the supreme. They have legislative power, not the Centers for Disease Control. And that should be really, really obvious, really, really clear. So I feel pretty vindicated on that point, but I also feel vindicated about some other stuff tonight. I feel vindicated that in Australia, NSW Health has begun the process of switching the recording of deaths that were, quote, from COVID to, quote, with COVID. In other words, when you die and you had tested positive for SARS-CoV-2, your deaths will no longer be recorded according to an MSN article in the Daily Mail. They will no longer be recorded as died from COVID. They will be recorded as died with COVID. Again, maybe that doesn't seem like a significant change to you. But like the Supreme Court in the United States ruling, the CDC has no power to issue an eviction moratorium, especially considering the statute that they had cited. They have no power. They have no authority. They are not a legislative branch. It's that simple. If the NSW Health is switching, that would mean that technically... Zero people have died of COVID-19 in Australia, perhaps the worst authoritarian state in the world outside of Israel and a handful of others. In fact, one of our listeners, Brad Roberts, who I think I can say for you, Brad, unfortunately lives in Australia. Brad sent me this article, and I tried to find it somewhere else. I don't particularly like the Daily Mail, but I was able to find it on Microsoft News. And it just confirms what Bradley had sent me from Australia. NSW Health has switched to recording patients as dying with instead of from COVID, as it acknowledges not all of the country's 933 deaths were directly linked to the deadly virus. Oh, Dr. Jeremy McUntley made the admission during Sunday's COVID briefing as the state recorded 1,218 new cases of coronavirus. Yesterday, Australia just announced, if that didn't ring an alarm bell, that uh, nobody has died of COVID. That of the 933 deaths they've recorded, despite the thousands and thousands of daily cases... People have died with COVID, not from COVID. Words are important. Words can change the meaning and the authority of a narrative. If everyone who died from COVID died with COVID, then COVID isn't causing people to die. This is what I, this is what so many of you, this is what our guests have been saying for about two years now. There is a difference between a case and a death, and cases can rise every single day. Thousands and thousands and thousands of new cases and testings and testings and testings of millions and millions and billions of dollars. And George Soros and Bill Gates can buy MoLogic, the maker of the new COVID tests. And the CDC, after... 
It's announced the PCR test will be done away with by the end of the year. Suddenly, here comes another test owned by the same people who have finance funded and organized this whole thing from the beginning. There's a difference between cases and cases and cases and deaths and deaths and deaths. And there's a difference between with and from. You see, there's a difference between with and from. If you die with fingernails, it doesn't mean that you died from having fingernails. If you died with long hair, it doesn't mean you died from having long hair. Unless the long hair got wrapped around your neck and you choked to death in the middle of the night. Unless your fingernails grew so long and you had a really bad itch on your neck and you scratched it and you sliced your neck open and you killed yourself, you didn't die from having fingernails or long hair. You died with fingernails. You died with hair. You understand? That's really how simple this whole thing is. And that shows us that the narrative is a fraud. It's a trick. And uh, if I was an Australian, I don't know what's going on over there, except I've seen some videos of some protests. Australia is ripe. Australia is like a very soft persimmons. You just need a little prick of it, and you can push all that delicious jelly-like substance out on a piece of bread and have a nice breakfast. They are a ripe persimmons for a revolution in Australia. Dr. Jeremy Mick Anultley said the change in language was because it was, quote, very difficult to know, end quote, whether someone with COVID died from the virus or another health complication. You know what? I published that in a book last year. Of course, my book doesn't receive international you know, acclaim like Klaus Schwab's book does on The Great Reset. But here's what my book said. PCR tests should be set at around 33 cycles, as per the U.S. CDC's own calculations. Beyond that, it becomes difficult to honestly detect anything. Yet, COVID-19 tests are being conducted from anywhere between 37 and 40-plus cycles. As the article above from the New York Times states, and I referenced the article in the book, the New York State Laboratory found 872 positive tests based on a threshold of 40 cycles would be reduced by 43% with a cycle of 35 and by 63% with a more proper cycle of 30. It goes even further, stating that in Massachusetts, from 85 to 90% of people who tested positive in July of 2020 with a cycle threshold of 40 would have been deemed negative if the threshold were 30 cycles. Cases are different than deaths. Most of the cases are false positives. In other words, the reality of a pandemic can be artificially induced through statistical and scientific manipulation. This doesn't mean people aren't dying, but instead suggests that these deaths are from other causes. I wrote that in my book last year. This does not mean people aren't dying, but instead suggests that these deaths are from other causes. For example, COVID-19 has been listed as the sole cause of death for only 6% of overall COVID-19 deaths, according to updated CDC data from January of 2021. Provisional death counts for coronavirus disease 2019. For 6% of the adults, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned. 
for uh, adults or for death, excuse me, with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19. On average, there were 2.9 additional conditions or causes per death. The number of mentions for each condition or cause is shown for all adults and by age groups in this data. 2.9 additional conditions. This is in the CDC data. NSW Health Australia is switching, recording patients as dying with COVID instead of from COVID. I hope that you understand the significance of that admission because it means that nobody has died of COVID-19 in Australia. I mean, does that that shouldn't that just that's that should be the, the 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 bomb right there that just blows the entire narrative to little tiny bits and pieces. People are not dying of COVID from COVID. They are dying in association with COVID with COVID. There's a difference between cases and deaths, and there's a difference between with and from case. Closed. The Supreme Court of the United States ruled the CDC has no authority to issue the eviction moratorium. The CDC is not a legislative body. Congress is the legislative body. The Senate and the House are the legislative bodies. And all legislative powers here and granted in the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 1, shall be vested in a Congress of the United States. The CDC has no legislative authority. The Supreme Court just ruled that last week. Big, big Big, enormous, 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 monumental, monumental, monumental information that you need to know. But let's go to Australia. They are switching the counts for death, the terminology, people dying with COVID instead of from COVID because it's very difficult to know whether someone with COVID died from the virus or another health complication, just like I wrote in my book last year. It doesn't mean people aren't dying, but suggests that the deaths are from other causes. And the CDC's own numbers from 2021 show that 6% of deaths were the only deaths in which COVID-19 was mentioned exclusively. For other deaths, for the remaining 94%, there were 2.9 additional conditions or causes per death. Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, you name it. Leading causes of death, including iatrogenic death. How many deaths were caused by doctors and blamed on COVID-19? From ventilators and from gubernatorial orders. Like the woman toucher, Andrew Cuomo in New York. I don't know about you. But this pumps me, this fires me up, because it means we were right. The CDC has no legislative authority. It means we were right. People are not dying from COVID. They are dying with COVID, whatever COVID might be, through falsified, misleading, and fraudulent PCR testing. People are not dying in large numbers every day. They're being reported as new cases every day. This is all a game of semantics. It's all a giant psychological fraud. And we need to understand that. When you understand that, and these two stories are huge, you realize 
not only were you right, were you correct, were you on the side of the good guys, if you must choose a side, in recognizing long before anybody acknowledged it, that all the people telling you what to do really had no authority to tell you what to do. Even those who have an authority to tell you what to do still are beholding to you, the people. And you realize that all the numbers, the statistics, and the fear was all based on a simple choice of words that misled the public. Cases, 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 and the implication of cases, cases, cases that weren't actual deaths. Dying with COVID instead of from COVID. And I put that in my book, page 308, 309. The Technological Elixir. Grab a copy of it at thesecretteachings.info and help support the show. It's a huge book. Lots of information in there. That's the chapter on shame masking and the human virus. That's just one chapter out of dozens of chapters. And yeah, I'm taking this as a form of uh, vindication, as a form of uh, credibility maintenance. Because over the last two years, I've been told you're not a doctor, you're not a lawyer, you don't know these things. And it's like, I don't need to be a doctor or a lawyer to recognize there's a difference between case and death. There's a difference between with and from. There's a difference between a legislative body and a government agency that issues policy recommendations. Yeah, but you didn't go to college, so you don't know those things. I don't need to go to college, smartass. I get it. We get it. We understand. Okay, we're not dumb. We understand how the scam works. These are huge stories, and I will leave it at that. If you can't find these stories, I have them linked up at www.thesecretteachings.info under the top news tab. And I'm, I'm fired up. I'm, I'm, I'm in the radio zone, if you will, because of, of what this means, not what it implies. It means that nobody is dying from COVID-19. They can't even identify that COVID-19 killed you. They can't even identify the virus. So how is it that the world has changed so drastically and harshly based on assumptions, based on it's very difficult to know if people died from COVID. Why is Australia locked down like a police state then? If you don't know, you know people die of heart disease there. You know people die from smoking there. You know people die of of exposure to the elements and, and, and exhaustion to heat there. You know people die in the United States every day, thousands and thousands of people who die, not individual cases of heart disease, but die from reversible and preventable heart disease every single day in the United States. 1,600 on average a day. Hundreds and hundreds of preventable smoking deaths, COPD, cancer, you name it, respiratory distress, respiratory disease, respiratory failure. Every single day, totally preventable, completely reversible, every single day. Cases and deaths with and from, the whole story changes. This is like a ball game where you can see that the momentum has shifted. All right? And uh, this shows you, and, and it should be empowering to you, it, the whole thing is a fraud. And you were right the whole time. It's not about being right, but you were right. So you've got some credibility now. 
We were right. We've got some credibility now. It means that the tide turns. It's positive. It's not negative. And it should empower you to share this with other people and to shake people out of their complacency and show them that even the narrative itself has acknowledged its downfall. It's as simple as that. Evil has given you the opportunity to slay it. The dragon has shown you the weakness in its armor, the Achilles heel. And you as people have power. So what I want to do now is I want to shift gears into something that is, I don't think it can be more empowering, but this is something I can put directly into your hands. And I want to read this to you. I have been studying constitutional law. I have been studying language and psychology. I have been studying anything and everything that can help me better understand what's happening and what we can do about it. I have referenced uh, doctors, I have referenced lawyers, and I have found, along with my own uh, you know, research, I have found uh, a series of statements that can be used legally to get you an exemption in your workplace or your school from a COVID-19 vaccine based on sincerely held religious beliefs, observances, or practices and or medical conditions. Now, medical conditions, if you're talking about allergies or if you're talking about heart problems, these are things that are much easier to acquire as an exemption considering that despite the situation you can probably just go to your doctor and talk to them about this and they can give you an exemption, especially from the vaccines that will inflame your heart or produce blood clots. should be easier to get an exemption. If your doctor doesn't give it to you, they're an idiot. Go to another doctor. The religious exemption, though, is an interesting exemption because the religious exemption, which applies federally to all workplaces under the EEOC, The federal exemption, which gives you an exemption from a COVID-19 vaccine or any vaccine on religious grounds, including the flu vaccine. This exemption does not specify that religion means you have to be a Christian. It doesn't specify that you have to be a Muslim or you have to be a Jew or you have to be a Buddhist or you have to get a priest to sign a document or a rabbi or a sensei. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title VII, as it appears in 42 U.S. Code 2000E, the term religion includes all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief. This is what I referenced last week when I told you about the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and the ways in which you can use a religious exemption to declare your exemption status 
not request it. You're not requesting an exemption. Requesting an exemption implies that you are giving them the authority to reject it. You are telling them, you are declaring, you are stating, I am exempt under the laws of God, nature, and the U.S. Constitution. I am exempt. It's a statement, it's a declaration. And these words like statement and sincerely held and submitting a requirement, requesting a requirement, uh, or an exemption rather, these words are the words that are used because they are legally powerful. If they say submit an exemption to work or to school, if you submit, I don't really have to tell you what that word means. Submitting an exemption request implies by both the word submission, submit, request, or requesting, that you are giving them the authority to reject your rights. You don't request, you don't submit, you state and declare. That's how it has to be done. So over the next roughly 10 minutes, I'm going to read you the workplace exemption paper that I wrote. I'm going to tell you that when you get this exemption form from the secret teachings, if you choose to get a copy of this from me, and I have one for schools as well, it applies to New York State schools, but it can be adjusted to wherever your school might be across the United States. I can give you this exemption form, but I have to say, for moral reasons, that this sample letter, this template for religious exemption of the many COVID-19 vaccines in the workplace, if they're mandated and uh, where no, um, you know, no com- non-compliance of the exemption request, of the exemption submission, which it's not a request or an exemption submission, it's a demand, it's a declaration, This sample letter, this template for religious exemption of the many COVID-19 vaccines in the workplace, if they're mandated and where noncompliance would result in termination of employment, should be changed to fit your situation and sincerely held beliefs. If you disagree morally with something in this letter, I cannot morally, ethically, and I can probably say legally, encourage you under any circumstance to use such a letter. And I mean that sincerely. You should adjust this sample, this template, this non-legally binding document to fit your situation and your needs. This is not legal advice, nor is it meant to be used for purposes of deception. Only use this as an example of what you may submit for exemption, what you may state for exemption, what you may declare for exemption. If you disagree with something, remove it, change the wording, and or replace it. Otherwise, if you want to go the expensive route, consult an attorney. This is the letter that I would submit to a job. This is the letter that I wrote. This is what I would give an employer who is telling me, get the vaccine or you're fired. 
This is what I would tell them. I, Ryan Gable, am making this statement to both inform of and document my exemption from all COVID-19 vaccines, be them authorized under emergency youth author, be them authorized under emergency use authorization, EUA, or having had their EUA usage extended with a stamp of approval from the Food and Drug Administration, or otherwise as per my sincerely held religious beliefs, observances, and practices, as explicitly held and described herein, and as protected by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title VII, as it appears in 42 U.S. Code 2000E, definitions. Section J, the term religion, includes all aspects of religious observance and practice, as well as belief. My religious exemption is asserted, declared, and retained under all aspects of my sincerely held beliefs, observances, and practices, and therein not referring to any institutional body or doctrine in this official statement. The following are not general philosophical or moral objections, nor are they politically motivated. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, relates that, quote, the federal EEO laws do not prevent an employer from requiring all employees physically entering the workplace to be vaccinated for COVID-19, subject to the reasonable accommodation provisions of Title VII and the ADA and other EEO considerations, end quote. However, quote, Title VII and the ADA require an employer to provide reasonable accommodations for employees who, because of a disability or sincerely held religious belief practice or observance, do not get vaccinated for COVID-19. Employers may also be held liable for any adverse side effects relating to mandatory vaccine and subject to applicable state tort law principles, including torts prohibiting and prescribing invasions of privacy and battery, demanding employees divulge their personal medical information, invades their protected right to privacy, and discriminates against them based on their perceived medical status in contravention of the Americans with Disabilities Act, 42 U.S.C. 12112A. In 2018, Mission Hospital, Inc. settled an EEOC religious discrimination lawsuit for refusing to accommodate and then firing employees, quote, who declined flu vaccinations based on their religious beliefs. Now I'm going to go into the specific and explicit reasoning that I am asserting, declaring, and retaining all aspects of my sincerely held beliefs, observances, and practices that are not institutional bodies or doctrines or founded on institutional bodies or doctrines, this is where I'm going to state the reasonings. First, fetal cells were used in the development of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for testing, and they were also used in some method of development for Johnson & Johnson and other vaccines. In any case, this violates my religious beliefs. Whereas also, other ingredients in the vaccine may be classified as preservatives, additives, fillers, etc., all of which are strictly contrary to my religious beliefs, observances, and practices as per what is allowed to enter my body. Second, my religious beliefs and practices prevent me from committing acts of self-harm. As per the several fact sheets for Pfizer, BioNTech, and Comirnaty, Moderna, and Janssen, etc., the potential side effects of taking the vaccine are not only worse than any listed potentially vague symptoms of COVID-19, but there is no long-term data even available on what may transpire. The general symptoms of COVID-19 are fever or chills, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, muscle or body aches, headaches, new loss of taste or smell, sore throat, congestion or runny nose, nausea, 
or vomiting, diarrhea. Side effects or direct effects of taking a vaccine would subject me to chances of difficulty breathing. Myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, and pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of the heart, mild to severe allergic reactions, and a list of others including fever, shortness of breath, tiredness, muscle aches, headaches, etc., all of which are causation of vaccination, not COVID-19. Note, all of the side effects are the same symptoms of COVID-19. Further self-harm may be committed and is possible based on the following, by which I also claim medical exemption. Whereas in Jacobson versus Massachusetts 1905, the opinion of the court stated that local health statutes did not establish the absolute rule that an adult must be vaccinated when certain conditions may lead to their harm. Whereas a study confirmed the potential harm to the body by way of neurological degenerative disease, as related in, quote, COVID-19 RNA-based vaccines and the risk of prion disease, and stated as, and I state the quote from the article, whereas the potential effects on fertility are also not confirmed, and both professional concern and some studies have shown pregnancy interference. See New England Journal of Medicine, Preliminary Findings of mRNA COVID-19 Vaccine Safety in Pregnant Persons, which found an incredibly high rate of spontaneous abortions in women receiving vaccines before the third trimester of their pregnancy. Also see Section 11 of a December 2020 petition pertaining to the dangers of these vaccines and particularly dangers to fertility from Dr. Wolfgang Wodarg and Dr. Michael Yeadon, former VP and Chief Science Officer for Pfizer. It goes without saying that even the potentiality of such harm is an overt violation of my religious rights. And there's a third and fourth section and a final statement for this exemption declaration, this exemption statement, this exemption letter that we'll get into after this break. This is not a joke. This is very real. This is a template. This is a sample of what to submit to an employer. This is what I would submit, but you need to adjust this statement to your situation, and to your sincerely held beliefs and be very careful with how you word it so they cannot reject it because you're not requesting it, you're not submitting it. That gives them the implied authority to reject it. You are declaring it. You are retaining your rights. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and soft cover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. 
All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses, slips, mix, multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. TLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world exclusively on the Fringe FM Monday through Friday. If you missed a show or you want to go back and listen to another show at a more convenient time, you can subscribe to our show archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe, you get access to all the shows to download and stream them. You get access to the montages as well. There are upwards of 90 now in the montage archive. And you get access to all three of my digital books on the website. If you subscribe for one year, you'll get access to a physical book. I will send you an autographed physical copy of one of my books, Your Choice, free shipping in the United States. And we do ship around the world. If you want an autograph or we can drop ship it to you, just visit the website, subscribe today. And if you have any questions about that or anything else, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. Also, email us if you would like a template, an example of what I would submit to an employer who is mandating that I receive a COVID-19 vaccine or face unemployment. I also have a letter, a template, an example of what I would submit to a school if vaccines for COVID-19 were mandatory and non-compliance would result in expulsion or being unenrolled. This is happening across the country from schools to businesses. These two letters, these two samples, these two templates are things that I would say. Therefore, You need to change them to fit your situation and your sincerely held beliefs. These are for religious exemption. Nobody in media has attempted to help clarify what a religious exemption is. In fact, most people don't even know that you can get an exemption even if you have allergies to some of the ingredients. No one knows that you can get an exemption for religious reasoning because they think due to the fact that from the Seventh-day Adventists to the Catholics, the leadership of those institutions have said you should get your vaccine. That's why you must be careful and you must not state that you are, as a Catholic, rejecting the vaccine because of your Catholicness. Your employer, your school may easily say, well, the Catholic Church has endorsed the vaccine. And even if you do make that mistake, remember, federal law protects your sincerely held beliefs, observances, and practices, not the churches. You can be a Catholic. You can be a Muslim, a Jew. You can be anything. You don't even have to be part of a religious order a doctrine, an institution, and you are exempt on religious grounds if you sincerely hold those beliefs, observances, and practices. And this is both a public service, a labor of love, and 
kind of a test for me because I'm highly considering going to law school in the next couple of years and getting into constitutional law because I find the subject fascinating. And even without going to school, I've pretty much all, I've gotten all the books that you would need for, for constitutional law school, uh, and I'm just reading those for fun. Uh, this really, really energizes me because this is where the power is, understanding the rule of law. And, and I'm specifically talking about the United States of America. Although you have rights in Canada, you have rights in Japan, you have rights in the UK, you have rights, you know, universal, recognized human rights. But here in the U.S., we have it probably better than anybody else, depending on uh, what you would define as uh, better. I mean, we have a system here that really benefits the people. And a lot of people have been, I think, tricked and deceived into thinking the system is so corrupt, why even participate in it? And I get that. I'm in that mindset myself. But when I see the Supreme Court last week rule the CDC has no legislative authority, they have no authority whatsoever to issue an eviction moratorium and to extend it. And the Supreme Court says the Biden administration doesn't have any authority. The CDC doesn't have any authority to do this. Then I think, okay, well, the system still works. When I see a federal judge rule that a school of medicine cannot expel students because they have religious exemptions from the COVID-19 vaccine and they must let those kids come back to school, I think, okay, system still works pretty good. You just don't hear about that in the news. So, if I were at a place of employment and or I was attending school, I would submit these letters to the school based on my sincerely held religious beliefs. And you do not have to be a Christian. I'll say that again. You do not have to be a Christian to get this exemption. You just have to be careful how you word it. If you do not use the wording sincerely held beliefs and continue to reinforce that, it's likely that your case could be rejected. If you give the school or the employer the implied authority through words like submission or submit, you give them an implied right to reject the exemption. You are not applying for submitting or writing a letter for submission to provide any implied authority to your employer or to your school or to the little boards in the schools, as I understand it, that has they have to go through and they have to decide on if the exemption is really an exemption. No, they don't have that authority. You declare it. You state it. And they must accept it. If not... You've got a big lawsuit on your hands. That doesn't mean they won't violate the law. They've been doing that nonstop for the last, well, for a lot longer than the last two years. The last two years, they've just been having a party. So this is the important information that you need. 
Let me say it again. You are not submitting this information. You are not implying that an employer or a school has a right to reject your right. You are stating. You are declaring your rights. So, let me break this down for you one more time. This is the letter that I would send or I would hand to my employer. Maybe even send it certified mail so you know that they received it, even if you work every day with your employer. Send it certified mail, give them a physical copy. Declare it. State it. Retain it. Maintain it. Or you lose it. This is what I would say. I'm going to read you the whole letter. I state the legal reasons, and I state in the workplace template letter, one, two, three, four explicit religious reasons for which I will not receive a COVID-19 vaccine. And I can tell you that you should not only change this to fit your situation, but in my attempt to be the most moral person I can be, the most ethical person I can be, if you disagree with something in this letter, don't use it. Change the wording so that it fits your situation. Replace it. Okay? It's that simple. Only use this as an example of what you may declare and state for exemption. Change it to fit your sincerely held beliefs. Use it as a template. I, Ryan Gable, am making this statement to both inform of and document my exemption from all COVID-19 vaccines, be them authorized under Emergency Use Authorization, EUA, or having had their EUA usage extended with a stamp of approval from the Food and Drug Administration or otherwise, as per my sincerely held religious beliefs, observances, and practices, as explicitly held and described herein, and as protected by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title VII, as it appears in 42 U.S. Code 2000E Definitions, Section J. The term religion includes all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief. My religious exemption is asserted, declared, and retained under all aspects of my sincerely held beliefs, observances, and practices, and therein not referring to any institutional body or doctrine in this official statement. The following are not general philosophical or moral objections, nor are they politically motivated. Again, this is the workplace template. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, relates that the federal EEO laws do not prevent an employer from requiring all employees physically entering the workplace to be vaccinated for COVID-19, subject to the reasonable accommodation provisions of Title VII and the ADA and other EEO considerations, end quote. However, Title VII and the ADA require an employer to provide reasonable accommodations for employees who, because of a disability or a sincerely held religious belief, practice, or observance, do not get vaccinated for COVID-19, end quote. Employers may also be held liable for any adverse side effects relating to mandatory vaccine and subject to applicable state tort law principles, including torts prohibiting and prescribing invasions of privacy and battery. Demanding employees divulge their personal medical information invades the protected right to privacy and discriminates against them based on their perceived medical status in contravention of the Americans with Disabilities Act 42 U.S.C. 12112A. 
In 2018, Mission Hospital, Inc. settled an EEOC religious discrimination lawsuit refusing to accommodate and then firing employees who declined flu vaccinations based on their religious beliefs. That section is for the workplace. With the exception of that section, which I would replace with school-related information, the rest of the letter is pretty much the same. And I'll read you the rest of the letter, but let me give you an idea of what the school exemption states. If you happen to live in New York and you happen to be going to a state school, this letter can be used exclusively for New York. Otherwise, you would just want to change this if you were going to be going to um, a school in another state that might require the vaccine. You'd have to just find the, the, the applicable information to that state. But this is what I wrote for the state of New York, and I was giving this to a bunch of kids who were asking me what they do because they don't want the vaccine. And they have sincerely held religious beliefs. Whereas, and I put the link to the State University of New York.edu website relates that all students that are participating in in person learning at sunny campuses and its facilities are required to receive a COVID 19 vaccine with the exception of certain medical or religious exemptions. And whereas sunny policy for exemption is based on the State of New York directive found here, and I show the directive link, Section 3 exemptions, which provides for the following religious exemption. And it talks about students who hold genuine and sincere religious beliefs which are contrary to COVID-19 vaccination may be exempt after submitting a written statement. Submitting a written statement. You don't want to submit anything. You want to declare in a written statement as required by SUNY, S-U-N-Y, facility. Such statement should explain how receiving the COVID-19 vaccine Vaccination conflicts with the student's sincere religious belief or practice and how not receiving the COVID-19 vaccination will not otherwise prevent the student's completion of their programmatic or curricular requirements of the academic program. And for this particular letter, because it is a school, I inserted this. These beliefs, observances, and practices have been confirmed by a federal judge, Terry A. Doughty. In the 2021 case, Rachel Lynn Magliulo et al. versus Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, relating that the school in question could not force students to receive a COVID-19 vaccination as a condition of enrollment at VCOM based on their deeply held religious beliefs. Due to the school's presence on state ground, no private claims of authority were relevant. That's the only difference, really, between the work and the school letters. Both letters, the exemption for religious reasonings, Sincerely held religious beliefs, observances, and practices. Otherwise, go like this. And we're going to get into some other stuff tonight, but these are really, really important. I want to give you all of this information. These are the reasons that I stated for workplace and for school that I would not be receiving a COVID-19 vaccine. First, fetal cells were used in the development of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for testing. And they were also used in some method of development for Johnson & Johnson and other vaccines. In any case, this violates my religious beliefs. Whereas also, other ingredients in the vaccine may be classified as preservatives, additives, fillers, etc. All of which are strictly contrary to my religious beliefs, observances, and practices as per what is allowed to enter my body. 
Second, my religious beliefs and practices prevent me from committing acts of self-harm. As per the several fact sheets for Pfizer-BioNTech and Comirnaty, which is the so-called approved vaccine, Moderna and Janssen, etc., the potential side effects of taking the vaccine are not only worse than any listed potentially vague symptoms of COVID-19, but there is no long-term data even available on what may transpire. I list the general symptoms, fever, chills, shortness of breath, fatigue, muscle body aches, headache, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, etc., Side effects or direct effects of taking a vaccine would subject me to chances of difficulty breathing, myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, and pericarditis, inflammation of the lining of the heart, mild to severe allergic reactions, and a list of others including fever, shortness of breath, tiredness, muscle aches, headaches, etc., all of which are causation of vaccination, not COVID-19. Note all the side effects are the same symptoms of COVID-19. Further self-harm may be committed and is possible based on the following, by which I also claim medical exemption. Whereas in Jacobson versus Massachusetts 1905, the opinion of the court stated the local health statutes did not establish the, quote, absolute right that an adult must be vaccinated, end quote, when certain conditions may lead to their harm. And that case also did not find that Jacobson had to receive his vaccine. It only found that the health authorities had a right to enact statutes, and that Jacobson had to pay a $5 fine. Whereas a study confirmed the potential harm to the body by way of neurological degenerative disease, and I state that article, that study, and that quote, whereas the potential effects on fertility are also not confirmed in both professional concern and some studies have shown pregnancy interference. I referenced the New England Journal of Medicine. Preliminary findings of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine safety in pregnant persons, which found an incredibly high rate of spontaneous abortions in women receiving vaccines before the third uh, trimester of their pregnancy. Also see Section 11 of a December 2020 petition pertaining to the dangers of these vaccines and particularly dangers to fertility from Dr. Wolfgang Wodarg and Dr. Michael Yeadon, former VP and chief science officer for Pfizer. It goes without saying that even the potential, uh, potentiality of such harm is an overt violation of my religious rights. Third, I object to a vaccine on grounds of experimental testing. Even the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, now known as Comirnaty, only received FDA approval based on the same ongoing study used to obtain EUA in December 2020. This means that Comirnaty and or non-Comirnaty versions of Pfizer-BioNTech vaccines, as with all other EUA vaccines, may be subject to E1A 2-3 of 21 U.S. Code 360-BBB-3. Authorization for medical products for use in emergencies providing, quote, the option to accept or refuse administration of the product of the consequences, if any, of refusing administration of the product and of the alternatives to the product that are available and of their benefit benefits and risks. Link to Cornell with that U.S. Code. Under the internationally agreed legal requirement of informed consent established in the 1947 Nuremberg Code, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential, and I do not consent. Otherwise, this consent must be obtained from a person who has an ability to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion. It is my God-given natural right to maintain bodily autonomy over medical decisions, especially through coercion, and particularly without informed consent in an experiment. Furthermore, as per the 1964 Declaration of Helsinki, 
In any research on human beings, each potential subject must be adequately informed of the aims, methods, anticipated benefits, and potential hazards of the study and the discomfort it may entail. He or she should be informed that he or she is at liberty to abstain from participation in the study and that he or she is free to withdraw his or her consent to participation at any time. Final page of the letter. If these geniuses on the school boards or your employer understands what any of this even means. Whereas even the inventor of mRNA technology for vaccines, Dr. Robert Malone, said, quote, the government is not being transparent about the risks, end quote. Whereas the FDA's August 23, 2021 approval of Comirnaty was not only based on previous EUA, but an ongoing randomized control blinded ongoing clinical trial. Furthermore, C, study claiming new coronavirus can be transmitted by people without symptoms was flawed. We can also add in a recent study out of Israel comparing SARS-CoV-2 natural immunity to vaccine-induced immunity, reinfections versus breakthrough infections. Conclusion, this study demonstrated that natural immunity confers longer-lasting and stronger protection against infections, symptomatic disease, and hospitalization caused by Delta variant of SARS-CoV-2 compared to the BNT162B2 two-dose vaccine-induced immunity. Natural immunity is better than the vaccine. Not getting sick at all is even better taking care of yourself or finding out the real reasoning why you have other problems. Because as they have just done in Australia, people are no longer dying from COVID, they're dying with COVID. Big difference. Fourth, my beliefs, observances, and practices are protected by the U.S. Constitution, Amendment 1, which states unequivocally, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. By Amendment 10 and Amendment Number 14, states have no power to enforce any rule, policy, mandate, etc., and especially no law if it be in violation. The fourth provides the right of the people to be secure in their persons. Bodily autonomy. The 10th Amendment provides powers to states that are not prohibited by the U.S. Constitution. Powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution or prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. The 14th Amendment guarantees that no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of these laws. Again, my religious rights, including that of bodily autonomy, are protected from violation by any governing authority, be it federal, state, or on the local level. See also 18 U.S. Code 242, Deprivation of Rights Under Color of Law. Final, my body is a temple for mind and spirit soul. I claim and maintain my ineffable human rights, including those set in the established laws of God, nature, and the laws of our constitutional republic. I do not consent to the usage of fetal tissue in testing, manufacturing, or a final product of a vaccine, drug, gene therapy, etc. I do not consent to intentional self-harm, as described as an inevitable side effect of taking a vaccine, including those long-term unknowns. I absolutely provide no consent to participate in a medical experiment that violates my body by filling it with foreign substances, especially those unknown, manufactured, or those that are experimental, that act to reprogram my body. Note, mRNA does not need to stay in the body to alter 
DNA. I reserve all natural and constitutional rights and assert my religious liberty herein. Signed, Ryan Gable. And I end the school paper with another statement. The policy, and it's just a policy in the state of New York, responsible for requiring students to write such a statement asserting religious or medical rights is reprehensible. The speed at which the policy went into action was incalculable compared to how long it should take to upload a simple exemption form so that a paper of this sort need not be written in the first place. The information should be made widely and easily available to every student, particularly on how to submit an exemption. It should not be buried on the Internet. Those are the two forms that I wrote. Religious exemptions for workplace and school if mandates for COVID-19 vaccines would result if you refuse to get the vaccine in termination of employment or unenrollment from school, this is not legal advice, nor is it meant to be used for purposes of deception. Only use this as an example of what you may declare and state for exemption. If you disagree with something, remove it, change the wording, and or replace it. I have these templates available if you email me at rdgable at yahoo.com, I've been debating putting them up on the website for a lot of reasons. But I can definitely email them to you. I can also email you the PDF or the Word file of all of this information uh, in terms of uh, links, uh, in terms of laws that I used to write these, these letters. You might want to keep it simple if you use one of these templates. Just asserting, declaring, stating, not requesting to imply they have a right to reject it, but stating, declaring, etc., your right to reject the vaccine. Remember, a religious exemption, as per the definition of religion, 42 U.S. Code 2000E, all aspects of religious observance and practice, as well as belief. Well, the Catholic Church said you should take it. Well, uh, that doesn't matter. I'm not the Catholic Church. I have a belief contrary to the Catholic Church. But you're a Catholic. That doesn't mean that I adhere to every component of the Catholic religion. It's all about wordplay. It's all that it's about. And if you need any of help, any of this information, any of this help, please email me, rdgable at yahoo.com. And if you appreciate this broadcast, and especially... If what we do here helps you, please consider subscribing to the archive. Please consider buying one of my books, or as some people do, they buy a couple of the books and they give them away as gifts. Please consider donating to the show to support what we do. www.thesecretteachings.info That's www.thesecretteachings.info The email rdgable at yahoo.com We're a few minutes late to break. And maybe I rambled and rattled off a little bit too much, but I needed to read all of that to you. It's all important. It's all critical. As much as the Supreme Court's decision last week that the CDC has no authority, zero authority, to issue an eviction moratorium. No authority. It's as important as the difference between dying from COVID and dying with COVID the difference between a case and a death this whole system is based on fraud and we need to recognize that and empower ourselves and that's all that i want 
you to be is empowered. I don't want you to trust me or believe me. I want you to take what I say and do your own investigation. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM but most importantly it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. 
If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions, and uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion, so thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Final segment of The Secret Teachings tonight. I'm Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us. I really hope that you have listened to the whole show tonight and understood the direction for which I chose to take the show. The United States Supreme Court has ruled that the Centers for Disease Control has no authority in granting an addition, an extension of the eviction moratorium. The CDC's Stated statute, Section 361A of the Public Health Service Act, does not grant the CDC authority to halt evictions in a 6-3 decision by the U.S. Supreme Court. That's good news. That's positive. It's good information. We need to know that. We also need to know that NSW Health, Australia, has switched to recording patients as dying with instead of from covid as it acknowledges not all of the country's 933 deaths were directly linked to the deadly virus. This is exactly what I wrote in my book, The Technological Elixir, last year, and in an updated version this year, that having tested positive, having a positive case, is not only most often a false positive based on cycle counts, but a case does not indicate sickness. It implies sickness. A case is not a death, and there is a difference. That The Centers for Disease Control in updated data in 2021, provisional death counts for coronavirus disease 2019, found that for 6% of the deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned. For deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19, on average, there were 2.9 additional conditions or causes per death. Respiratory failure, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, you name it. Dying with COVID is different than dying from COVID. A case, 10,000 cases, a million cases are different than a death. If it's difficult to know whether someone died from the virus, why is the country locked down in Australia? 
why has the global economy essentially been hijacked like a speeding train? It hasn't been totally stopped, but the bandits got on the train and took control of it. All because it's difficult to know if we can actually detect sickness. We, we haven't been able to isolate the virus. It's all a giant fraud. That's MSN News, by the way. NSW Health switches to recording deaths with instead of from COVID. I did not see that article, but a wonderful listener in Australia, Brad Roberts, sent that to us early this morning, and I appreciate that, Brad, for sending that information along. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Tonight we also looked at two letters that I personally wrote and that what I would submit to a school or to a workplace if they were mandating I receive a COVID-19 vaccine or be unenrolled or unemployed. Employers must provide religious exemptions unless it would provide an undue hardship to the business. It's incredibly different. Uh, difficult to determine this. And and most employers will, if provided with this information, at least they should, provide you with an exemption so long as you maintain that you have sincerely held religious beliefs, observances, and practices which are protected by law. And therefore, doesn't matter if you're a Christian, doesn't matter if you have a pastor or a priest sign a paper, You have to state and declare your sincerely held beliefs. You don't submit a request because that implies they have the power to reject it, whether it's an employer or it's a school. If you need help with this, I am not a lawyer. I am a radio host. But I can help you find information that you might need for your unique situation. And I would appreciate if you in some way, shape, or form could support the show as an exchange. If you grab a book or you subscribe to the show, I've been helping people without any support like that for years because it's a labor of love and I believe in what I'm doing. And I know that over the years it's helped people. You don't have to do that. I've helped literally dozens of people this week without any compensation. I'm doing it because I, I believe in it. Um, I'm just providing you with the information that I would provide an employer or a school. You should change it to fit your situation if you get one of these templates from us. It's not legal advice. It's not meant to be used to deceive. It's only an example of what you may declare and state for exemption. If you disagree with it, remove a statement, add something, change the wording, keep it simple. I'm only providing you the templates of what I would say rdgable at yahoo.com if you would like to take a look at those templates. rdgable at yahoo.com Here's an article that you should also probably print a copy of this, you know, if you can. Out of Tokyo, Reuters, contaminants were found in Moderna, Inc.'s COVID-19 vaccines at a large-scale vaccination center in Japan's Okinawa Prefecture. Suspending inoculations, public broadcaster NHK reported on Sunday. This was yesterday, the 29th of August. The Okinawa vaccines are from different Moderna lots already suspended by the Japanese government due to reports of contamination. Yeah, they suspended inoculations with this Moderna vaccine due to contamination. 
1.5 or more million doses were contaminated. And get this, get this. Black substances were spotted in syringes and a vial, while pink substances were found in a different syringe filled with vaccine at the Okinawa Center, NHK said. There's a couple of things here. One, there's something called hydrogel, which, if you watch the 60 Minutes interview, looked like a little green thing floating in a vial. And this was going to be given to soldiers so they could do rapid testing and they could determine based on the chemical composition of the body if you might test positive for COVID-19, quarantining you before you even test positive, which has incredibly dangerous and wide-reaching consequences for human liberty and autonomy. Imagine that pre-crime, arresting you before you commit a crime. Imagine that quarantining you before you even test positive. It's a little green substance. The Japanese are claiming that the Moderna vials, some have pink substances in them, some have black substances in them. When I hear black substance, I think black goo. And I don't mean that somebody put black goo in the vaccine and they're injecting people. Oh, my God. I mean... The Japanese found black substances floating in the Moderna vials. This is Reuters. This isn't before it's news. This isn't some obscure website dot WordPress dot. This is a scam dot. Give us all your money dot. I made this up dot org. This is Reuters. They found black and pink substances in the Moderna vaccines that were halted from usage due to contamination in Japan. And and the top level people in Japan looked at these vaccines and said this is this is weird. There's something wrong here. There's a major contaminant and we're not going to give people this vaccine. A lot of people already died from this. They found black and pink substances. I'm going to ask you, what do you think that black or pink substance might be? And for all the shows we've done on black goo and all the time I spent researching and writing about black goo in my book, The Technological Elixir, available on our website, and that's the book I quoted earlier that also has black goo in it. Black goo is a substance that symbolically and perhaps literally, but at least figuratively, like the monolith in a space odyssey, induces a form of evolution. I believe that cellular phones are the modern-day black monolith that induce a form of de-evolution. And I believe that whatever it is that black goo may be, whatever it is that black goo is, it triggers not necessarily uh, a de-evolution or an evolution, It triggers a transformation of the species, and it relates to artificial intelligence. It relates to the Internet of Things. It relates to the hive mind. It relates to the global connected system that is being constructed as a digital sub-reality beyond the organic physical world. And this black goo substance was found in the vaccine. They said a black substance was found in the vaccine. 
I didn't say it was black goo in the sense that it was some kind of alien pathogen, black oil from the X-Files. It's a black substance. And I think at the minimal, it's interesting considering the fact that mRNA vaccines have the ability to reprogram your body to produce antibodies, right? Proteins. They say the mRNA doesn't stay in the body. It doesn't matter if it stays in the body. The mRNA alters the DNA. That's what sends the codes to the DNA. When you have interruption in that communication, cells don't know when to replicate, or cells replicate out of control or don't replicate at all. This can lead to your death through things like cancer. When you don't get enough UV light, your cells don't know when to reproduce. This is why sunscreen can cause cancer, not to mention the carcinogens in the sunscreen, but blocking out too much sun can actually prevent your body from reproducing those cells and therefore lead to cancerous cell growths. So when you inject mRNA into somebody, it's no surprise that some people in a short period of time may grow cancerous tumors. I know someone personally, their mother was in perfect health. They had surgery for a breast tumor. And within a couple of months of receiving both vaccine doses, they developed a breathing problem and a walking problem, the results of which were identified as an enormous tumor in their lungs and an enormous tumor on their spine, which were not there prior to the vaccines within just a few weeks. These are cases you've probably heard all over the world, all over the United States. Interruption in mRNA DNA communication and cellular reproduction can lead to cancer. So the abnormal development of cellular growth and the transformation of the human genetic code, at the very least, is an interesting coincidence when you relate it to black goo and particularly to what the Japanese found in Moderna vials, that is black substances in syringes and a pink substance in a different syringe filled with the vaccine. Black and pink substances. I mean, we think of contamination, we might think of heavy metals or some additive or preservative, something like that. No, these are visible contaminations in different lots. So, you know, is that an accident? The Okinawa vaccines are from different Moderna lots. Different lots, according to Reuters. Black substances were spotted in syringes and a vial, while pink substances were found in a different syringe filled with vaccine at the Okinawa Center, NHK said. I don't know about you, but that's a little bit disturbing. Not because of contamination, per se, but because of the implication of what a black substance or a pink substance may mean in a vaccine. Hydrogel which has the ability to realign your cellular structures. You can read mainline 
literature on engineering, biology, and science on that subject. Hydrogels. And you can look up black goo and its relationship to micro or miniature nano crystal structures and those structures when introduced into the body relating to how in 2016 and in other stories since then we've seen the development of technology that allows for through injection magnetoproteins to transform your cellular structure into a magnetic one to grow protein crystals in the body. This is in mainline literature. And not only that, but the use of insects, which relates furthermore to Morgellons and geoengineering, in the development of some vaccines. The Chinese are doing this, and I read a study also about how some people uh, or, or some of the test subjects may have been growing like vac- uh, in the vac- for the vaccine, may have been growing like insect parts inside of them. And what does that, what does that tell you? They, they found a way to put so much iron inside of your cell, they can make it magnetic. They know about how to grow protein crystals in the body. Um, black goo is kind of like an umbrella for all of this. And they found black substance in syringes, in vials in Japan, visible black substances and pink substances, hydrogel, magnetoproteins, protein crystals. I mean, you can do with this information whatever it is that you want to do. All I'm doing is providing it to you. I must also tell you about this. Comparing SARS-CoV-2 natural immunity to vaccine-induced immunity. What they found was that natural immunity confers longer-lasting and stronger protection against infection, symptomatic disease, and hospitalization caused by the Delta variant of SARS-CoV-2 compared with the BNT. T162B2 two-dose vaccine-induced immunity. Individuals who were both previously infected with SARS-CoV-2 and given a single dose of the vaccine gained additional protection against the Delta variant. If you don't have it, you're fine. All the false positive PCR tests and dying with COVID as opposed to dying from COVID, the new classification in Australia. If you do have it, by whatever definition, whatever standard, whatever test, then you're more immune than someone who receives both doses of the vaccine according to this study. That's huge. Oh, and by the way, I have to remind you again, the CDC has no legislative authority. They're not a legislative body. They're a government agency that issues policy recommendations to politicians, leaders, lawmakers. If they want to make a law, they can make a law. The CDC has no authority to make a law. An executive order is not a law. Congress, Article 1, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution. Congress has the authority to legislate. 
I'm Brian Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all so much for tuning in this evening. I appreciate every single one of you listening from Australia to the United States. Everybody who buys a book, subscribes to the show, whatever it may be, however you support us, thank you for helping to keep us on air Monday through Friday, five nights a week. In a separate show, I will also be doing a one-hour broadcast on Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific time on the Aftermath channel. Different from the Fringe. I'm not leaving the Fringe, but I am going to be doing that one-hour show on Saturday, so you can check that out. I'll also promote the Fringe over there on Aftermath. If you'd like to contact The Secret Teachings, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. If you would like a sample letter for a religious exemption for workplace or school, it's not legal advice. It's not meant to be used to deceive people. Just use it to develop your own letter for submitting and declaring an exemption, not requesting, not submitting, to imply that others have the right to refuse your rights. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Again, check out our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters, US Plus Health. Buy the book, subscribe to the show Support what we do, especially if this show is more than entertaining, if it is helpful. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.